Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 535, recorded live on Sunday, November 12th, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who went out to play Starfinder this morning, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who went out to look at how other people live in his house, Andy Lowe. Hi. How? I'm sorry. Wait. So I, I had to wake up. I had to wake up a little early. Yes. To play Starfinder because yes. we can't play our normal time slot tomorrow. So the morning slot. Yes, my GM has like pre-assigned slots on today. On Sunday was was open. Um. So I'm I'm a little groggy. Yes. So repeat what you said about your half. The man who went out to look at how other people live in his house. Why do you have to go out to see? Why are people living in your house? You. <laughs> live in your house why are you going other places to see how people live i'm explain okay there uh so kate and i you know we we zillow our neighborhood you know when we, when we're taking a walk around the neighborhood <laughs> i'm sorry I, I, you caught me as i was sipping on hot chocolate you zillow your neighborhood yeah that sounds like a sex crime no um it's when you just go around and, you know, you see a house that's, you know, listed for sale. So you, you go on to Zillow and you, you look at the, the real estate listings in your area. Okay. And you see how much they're asking. Yeah. And see how much you're asking so you can, you know, compare houses and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, we Zillow our neighborhood. And then uh, Kate, while she was, you know, doing that, stumbled upon a house that has our floor plan. So it's a house that looks like yours. Yes. Okay. So it's a house with our floor plan, you know. How do you minus, know it has your floor plan? How do we know it has your floor plan? Because yeah. we, we looked at the pictures online. Ah, and you're like, this house looks vaguely familiar. Yes, I, I sent Dave the links earlier. The house does look vaguely familiar, right? It, it does actually look very familiar. Yes. So, you know, we were looking at the house online going, okay, so they did this and they did this instead there. And lo and behold, this morning, or well, this afternoon, they had an open house. So we, you know, loaded up the car, drove over there, and we walked through this very freaky Twilight Zone-esque house. Because you're like, this seems like us, but this isn't our house. Yeah, so, you know, we wanted to see what they did differently compared to our house, that sort of thing. And there are some key differences, especially since um, our house had an extension built on the back in the 70s. This house did not. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, it was interesting to see... Um, the differences. The funny fact is the fact that their asking price right now is about two thousand more than what our house sold for. So you know, and you know, while we were out there, we noticed that there was another house on the street that also has our floor like plan. So yes, no, we uh, we kind of had to. We, we you had to go look, you know. Right? Wouldn't you, you know, if you had a house down your street that looked exactly like yours? Wouldn't you, you know, if you had a chance to take a tour of it, take a tour of your house? I mean, I might, like, actually try and find out who lives there and send them a, a note or a message and be like, look, we have the same house. Can we come in over and look sometime and you guys can come and look at ours? You see? So, you know, this was an open house, so we can just, you know, walk right in and look around and be like, oh, yeah. Now, like what, is, said, what did you say to the realtor who was there? Were you like, oh, no, no, we're not actually looking to buy it. We actually own a house exactly like this. No, no, we just, the least <laughs> the least amount of information you tell your realtor, the better. It was also good that, that another another couple, which it looked like a guy and his mom, um, had come into the house right before us. So we were kind of like, you know, snuck in after them. You just asked the basic information, took a tour of the house. They asked us, you know. Well, what was good, what was bad, and we always tell them that the upstairs bathroom, you know, was extremely tiny. How could they, because I think they said at one point they had like seven people in that house or like nine people. Or some Some crazy number of people in that house. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking like, how did, you know, that was the one question I asked the previous owners, you know, when we were signing <laughs> all the paperwork to transfer the keys and everything in the title. And, you know, it's like, well, you got any questions for us? And I'm like, how did you guys handle all these people in the one bathroom? And they're like, oh, well, we did this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Shifts. Yeah, so it was like, you know, how did, you know, it was kind of curious just to see how they set up their bathroom and that sort of stuff. But You put a sign on the door with the last time everyone has used the bathroom, so that way you can establish priorities. <laughs> yeah, and the guy was talking about, you know, adding a second bathroom, and I'm sitting there going like, well, where? And he's mm -hmm. like, oh, in the basement, in the corner. I'm like, wow, that guy wants to cut up the whole concrete floor in the basement in order to put a second bathroom downstairs. Mm. With Andy? Yeah. With seven people? 
Yeah, no, no, they're they're down. They're down a couple because a couple of kids moved off to college now. So right, but I'm saying like if if you had seven people in your house, don't you think you'd want a second bathroom? Yes. Do you think you'd be willing to cut off part yes. of the basement floor? Yes, I would. So yep. Something about like throwing stones in glass houses. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so that's what I did this morning. Was the fact that um. We we had to go. The, the funny fact, though, was the house there is our same floor plan, but it's about uh, technically, I think, about three feet shorter width-wise than our house as well. So not not exactly the same. No. But really damn close. Yes. Also, it doesn't have a giant oak tree in the backyard. No. That's got to count for something. Yeah. The other house that's farther down the road um, that we didn't didn't have an open house, but is still our same floor plan. They put a giant pool in the backyard, and I'm just like, ooh, that's uh, that's that's going to take up your whole backyard. So does a giant oak tree. Yep. But so now I, you know what to do if the oak tree ever, like, needs to come down. No, I'm never, never, ever, ever putting a pool. Oh, you grew up with one. Yes, I grew up with a pool. I and know what it, it takes to maintain a pool. Right, you hated it. Hated, 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 hated it. You know, like it, it's a lot of work. You only get to use it for so often. Mm-hmm. It gets gross and disgusting. Yep. You know, you, you get all would, the leaves out of it. Well, it partially was the fact that whoever had our pool before us at my parents' house um, planted uh, evergreen trees next to the pool. That's not a good idea. No, because the evergreen trees just kept growing. Yeah. And pine needles are the devil. Yeah, especially in a pool. Yes. Those don't go together. No, no, they don't. Someone should have told them that. Yep. But, you know, well, live no, and learn. No, I don't, because I don't have a pool, so I do not know. Yeah, so if anybody is ever thinking about adding a pool to their house, talk to me. I will talk you out of it. No problem. Andy, I'm thinking of adding a pool. Don't. <laughs> I don't even know where you'd put it in your backyard. I'm convinced. <laughs> Where would you uh, even I'd, put it? You would have to, like, excavate into that hill. So here's here's a thought. What if I took the hill and built it up so that it leveled out at the top? <laughs> and then put the pool up in that with, like, so, a glass side so that you could see all the water? Nope. That No, that's... <laughs> nope. I could make, like, a 10-foot deep pool right there. Easy. That would be a whole lot of work. Uh, no, nope, no. Nope. Pretty cool, wouldn't it? No. Let the dog play in it. <laughs> All the bunnies would play in it and poop in it. Yeah, the uh, the number of dead squirrels and chipmunks in the pool also. Because they fall in and can't get out. Yep. And then eventually just drown. Yep. Oh, that's, yep. that's unfortunate. My father-in-law would love that. He drowns chipmunks and, and woodchucks. I don't know if he drowns woodchucks. I don't think he can get a hold of them, but like... He puts out cages and traps for, for squirrels and chipmunks, and mm-hmm. then we'll just throw the cage into the water. That's, yeah. That's one way of doing it. Yeah. My father-in-law is a very special person. Check. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no. Uh, yeah, we had to tour another house that it was exactly like ours, just slightly different. So, the funny bit that was too. that, you know, after we got out of the house, we look at it and we're like, you know, we would not have bought that house. Yeah? Yeah, no. But you did. No, we bought, well, this house, because, you know, the the extension on the back, and it's wider than that house, and there's a couple other, like, differences in there that, you know, put that house over, put our house over that house, so. Okay, so you, you'd buy your house again. Yes. But not this house. No. Okay. The website's back. Yes. Yay, website. So what happened? Um, well, I don't remember how much I mentioned last week. So well, they upgraded their hardware and yes. their, their software. They did an OS upgrade. Um, and in doing so, kind of messed up with the, the well, they didn't mess up, but they, they changed the, some of the basic settings. And so uh, Ruby was no longer there. And so then I contacted them. And I'm like, guys, please help. And they're like, oh, well, here, you just don't have the right version of Ruby. We'll get that started for you. And, like, they took care of it. And then they messaged back saying, like, okay, now all you need to do is go and update all of your, your what are referred to as the Ruby gems, which are the packages that you install. Okay. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can probably do that. And I went back to try and do that. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember any of this. And so then I messaged them again. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm really sorry. Like, I need more help. I cannot figure this out. It has been, like five or six years since I've even looked at this code. Can you please help? And they fixed it. Nice. This is why I really like our hosts, because, like, they can do that sort of thing. So, yeah, now it's back up again. Yay! 
It's up. And I think I, I think I turned off the DNS blacklist. So like Australia should have access to the podcast again. Yeah, I meant to message. I saw that Kaza had posted on um, Instagram at some point. So I thought about mentioning like messaging him. Mm-hmm. At that time, and I'm just like, mm, nah, I'll just, I'll wait. Yep. But the website's back. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I took all of our topics from last week and the episode from last week and then all, uh, pasted all of them. We published there. it. Yep. yep. So that exists. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the delay. Uh, this one hopefully won't be as delayed. Yep. Huzzah. So that's catching up with everything. So, uh, should we move forward to the topics? I, I guess we can. I suppose. Suppose um, Niantic announced their newest project. Ingress 2, Electric no. Boogaloo. The, the Ingress is still going on. Ingress is Ingress is still going on? Yeah. Hell, the story is still going on. Like, they keep publishing things about it. Not that I've paid any attention to it in a year and a half, but it's still there. Pokemon Go is still there. Well, of course. The, like, most popular AR game ever so far. Um, this one may rival that. Oh, what is this one? Harry Potter. Ho ho! They somehow secured the rights to Harry Potter Universe augmented reality game. Yay! A whole new group of people can get exposed to the shitty company that is Niantic. (laughs) Yay! So the question, Dave, is where where are you going to spend your time? You're going to spend your time with Pokemon or with? Probably. Well, you're not. You weren't really much of the Harry Potter person, were you? I mean, I read the books and I saw the movies. How much more of a Harry Potter person can you get? Well, do I you know what your with Patronus Harry Potter, is? I I know what a Patronus is. So you haven't you haven't sorted yourself into a house. You haven't figured out what your Patronus is. You haven't figured out what your. Uh... So does yeah. Hmm. There are things about this that I'd rather not admit. Which is? I've read fan fiction. Well, okay. are we talking fan fiction or like slash fiction? No, 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 not <laughs> slash fiction. God, no. <laughs> I mean, I know people who do, and that's fine, but that, no. My uh, my Patronus, just in case you're wondering, is a red squirrel. Why is your Patronus a red squirrel? I uh, I don't know. What does what purpose does Patroni serve other than Dementors? I'm not asking like as a quiz. I'm asking like, do they have another purpose? Well, it's the only spell effective against Dementors, and they uh, it's a extremely powerful defensive charms, and they can also be used as uh, messengers. Wait a wait a minute! Powerful defensive charm against what besides Dementors? Because I only saw them used. For that explicit purpose. See, herein lies my problem with Harry Potter. I liked Harry Potter as a story. It was cute. It was fun. I enjoyed reading it. J.K. Rowling is, she is creative. Not naming things, because everything is a slaughter of Latin and Greek and German, but whatever. What she's bad at, and I I feel bad that I, I have to point this out, because like she is a good storyteller. She's bad at world building. Do you need a wand to cast spells? Yes and no. When are the no's? Oh, God, I used to know. It's, yes, her rules of the world are all over the place. And self-contradictory, because, like, oh, man, you totally need a wand to be able to cast, like, even basic spells. In fact, the motion of the wand is an integral part of the spell, right? Except Swish for the time flick. when, you know, Harry Potter makes the glass disappear without Except having a wand. Except when you're kids. Yeah. Except when you're kids. Or when you're really, really advanced. Because some of the, the Aurors can also do wandless magic. So, like, where does... I, port keys, right? Mm-hmm. Some object that transports you from point A to point B, right? Yes. Does the object have to, like, how? If I Can I just take something and turn it into a port key to anywhere? Do I have to have already been to both places? I don't know. Because otherwise, why apparate? Port key seems way safer. Like, I'm just going to carry around a bunch of coins in my pocket and make them into port keys as needed. Well, there's also, you know, the uh, the uh, flu network as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, yes, the Harry Potter world itself is very confusing. And then she added, you know, all the stuff with America as well with the Fantastic Beasts series. Yep. Which just, you know, makes it even more confusing. Yep. So... That's that's kind of how I feel about but Harry Potter. But let me tell you this, though. because I've, I've spent more time in Harry Potter-related activities than I have in Pokemon-related activities 
with the exception of Pokemon Go. Yes, I also, you know, we as a couple, not you and I, but me and Kate. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, went to Harry Potter World down in Universal and had yep. a good time. Yep, I'm I'm sure I'd have a good time as well. Like I could almost certainly get into it. Yeah, you know, I, I I still have the ticket actually sitting here next to me. You know, Ignore I've got a the, Ministry the, like, of Magic keychain now on my keys. Yeah, you know, I know I'm a Ravenclaw. I've got Harry Potter. You know, Ravenclaw specific houses are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I'm sorry. They are. They are total bullshit. Like the house thing is stupid. So what? Here's so here. I'll I'll ask you, Andy. Yes. Which house would you sort me into? That's a tough one. Hmm. Because I can give you an argument for any of the four. Well, of course, yes. It's just like the Meyer Briggs personality test. You know. Hmm. It's they're not 100. percent Everybody yeah. is a everybody's a shade of gray. <clears throat> yep. But, you know, okay, so this Harry Potter one, it could be great. It could be crap. We don't know. We, I mean, we know nothing about it other yeah, than literally Harry nothing. Potter. Because welcome to Niantic. You know nothing and you will like it. What do we know? That Niantic partnered with Warner Brothers. Yep. Now, that actually does tell you something. I'm waiting to see if you pick up on it. That Niantic partnered with Warner Brothers. Right. Warner Brothers doesn't have the rights to Harry Potter. Warner Brothers has the rights to the Harry Potter movies, right? I think so. Like, unless there was some other thing, I mean, they might have the right to the movies and the games, which is why they're yes. going through them. Yeah, yeah, no, because so they're partnering with Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Right. So these and, were the guys the that did all of the Harry Potter games. Like Lego Harry Potter. Yep. All And all those other Harry Potter. But the, all those games were based on the movies. Yes. So this is probably going to be based on the movie Harry Potter. Yes. So yes, there are going to be some differences between the books and the movies. And therefore this game. Yes. I just, uh, now I do, I, I have a, a for, sort of friend, ex-co-worker, who he was hired at Niantic and has been working on this. Oh. And in fact, when, when Niantic made the announcement of this, he posted to Facebook and be like, hey, by the way, remember how I said I was totally working on Pokemon Go? Yeah, I was lying. I was actually working on this. <laughs> and my my internal response was like, well, no shit. There was no way they were having you work on Pokemon Go. No one's working on Pokemon Go. If you were working on Pokemon Go, maybe it wouldn't have been such crap. Oh. Yeah, I'm a little salty. Yeah, you're still playing, aren't you? Uh, I am. <laughs> Yep. It can still be fun, but Niantic can still screw up. Yes. Chicago. <coughs> uh, I was thinking things much more recent than that, but sure. That was just the most one that came to mind recently, you know. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, you know, lack of communication to the players. And the fact that I'm pretty sure Niantic's idea of their player base is an early 20-something male who lives in California. Wait, what? The, the concept that Niantic uses as... Like, who plays our games? What is our audience? Who do we design for? Is an early 20s male who lives in San Francisco. Yeah, I could see that. Because everything is, is geared towards that specific demographic. Yeah, no, highly, like, you know, very what, populous. What time, yeah, highly populous and only certain times. that. Like, what time do raids happen in Pokemon Go? Oh, they finish at 7. Like, completely done at 7. The last one starts spawning at 5. So the, the total thing is finished at 7. Now it's actually at 6.45. In fact, with Daylight Savings, that might even be 5.45. So these raids are done half an hour after you get out of work. But that's, you know... Wait, that's is that also for... Um, is that set for the time zones as well or no? Well, it's, yeah, it's in each time zone. Oh, okay. Which, you know, if you work where you live in a highly populated area, you're that'd fine. be great. Yeah. yeah, totally. Or if you're, you know, in the early 20s and you're not working because you're in college... And you can go out in the middle of the day and just do whatever you need to do. Niantic doesn't actually know who plays their games. So, yeah, no, it, I don't know. I'm going to, I have to wait and hold, reserve my opinion until I actually see what the hell they're doing. But, you know, I played Ingress probably way too much. Pokemon Go, nope, I, I, you know, got burned out off of Ingress. So, you know, this one, maybe. We'll see. Depends on what it is. Yeah. What what would it take to get you to play it? 
I don't know. I have to. I'd have to wait and see. It also depends on you know when uh, the person who emailed us talked about you know taking the kid out for a walk and being able to play Pokemon Go at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to be able to take your kid out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have to reserve opinion until we know anything more. Anything more. Because we don't know anything yet. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to know anything until, like, it comes out. Yep. But I, I have a feeling it's going to be popular just because, you know, the name attached to it. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. What other what other video game news do we have on here? Um, Zynga. A fair amount. Yeah. What? what Zynga? Zynga posted a profitable quarter. What? Yes. Who owns them now? Is that Facebook? No, I think Zynga owns themselves. I know they're publicly traded, but I thought someone bought like a majority stake. Zynga, Z-N-G-A. Oh, no, they bought a bunch of other people. Yes, yes, they did. Wow, did they buy a bunch of other people. But yes, no, Zynga is actually profitable. They they published a profitable quarter. Yes. Quarter. Quarter. Right, like, come on, that's... Looking at their their trend over time, they're still not doing great. No, but they're actually finally... Finally on the rise. Yes. Although, <laughs> I remember their IPO was like just under 10 bucks, and then within a couple weeks, months, it got up to like 15 bucks, and then it just tanked. When everybody finally got to the, what, was the, is it like a three-month sort of thing before uh, you're allowed to sell if you buy in the IPO? I have no idea, but if it was, that would be about the right time. Yeah, no, that's what normally if you buy in the IPO, you're you're required to hold on to your stock for X amount of time before you're allowed to sell it. Mm. Yep. So yeah, so they they had a profitable quarter of 5.1 million in net income. Okay. So, uh, so far, okay, so today for the third quarter, Zynga continued to show positive results with a net income of 18.1 million so far for the third quarter. So, so are they relevant again? Like I feel like this isn't going to do them any good. Well, they're coming out with Words words with Friends 2. I did see that. So what? I don't know. Like, are they hoping to get everyone back into it? How is Words with Friends 2 all that different than Words with Friends? I don't know, but the game, according to them, will offer new features inspired by our players as well as more modern look and feel. (laughs) The modern look and feel I can get behind, but, like, it's Scrabble. How Mm -hmm. many features are you adding to Scrabble? Are you adding, like, special blocks like, this is just a vowel block. It is whatever vowel you want it to be. God damn, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know, man. This Zynga. We hate Zynga. We've always hated Zynga. Yep, but it seems they're actually turning it around. They actually Then they also just bought another company for $100 million in cash. Jesus Christ, where did they get this money from? From their IPO. Yep, and, you know, probably venture capitalists. Yep. So yeah, so that's that's some surprising gaming news. EA bought a company. Which is, this one's kind of funny because they actually just, uh, they had closed, um, they actually had just closed down a company, right? Well, that's, I mean, that's what EA does. Yeah, because they, they just shut down Visceral Games. Yep, and eventually they will shut down Respawn Games. Well, okay, so the uh, so they bought Respawn, which is the guys that made Titanfall, for $400 million. And the article I posted, the uh, first discussion link on the bottom there, kind of gives you a sequence of events that makes sense. So another Chinese company made an offer on Respawn, per documentation sent to Kotaku. EA has first right of refusal, per documentation, and can make an offer. So then they closed down Visceral Games, and then turned right around, and then bought Respawn. So I think they closed down Visceral Games, just so they had the money and, you know, the the budget to buy Respawn, so somebody else didn't. But what do they care? Respawn made Titanfall, and Titanfall 2 was, like, a flop, wasn't it? (laughs) Perhaps because EA released it smack in the middle of Call of Duty and Battlefield. Okay. But, like, I still, I, mm, all I see is EA being EA and purchasing companies without thinking about it in the hopes that they can churn out something else and spit it out and then shut down the company. Well, EA announced that it had contracted Respawn to make a uh, Star Wars action game in addition to the Battlefront series. So they might be doing another Star Wars Battlefront game? Maybe. But They're also planning a third visceral, Titanfall. That's right? Like, that's the group that they shut down. No, Visceral was going to do that uh, first person, or was it a single player Star Wars game? Either one would have been fine. Yeah. Oh, EA, why would you do such terrible things? Money. Money, money, money. 
So that's the newest from EA. That's not the newest from EA. That's almost no? the newest from EA. What There's we got this newer, newer from EA. Madden. And Madden, FIFA. the annual cash cow for EA Sports. Maybe not. Maybe what? What? Maybe not. So it, they they might come clean. Instead of saying here buy this essentially the same game every year, it's buy this game once and subscribe. Oh. So instead of purchasing Madden 2017, Madden 2018, Madden 2019, it would just be buy Madden and then subscribe. So it'd be more like, wow. Yep. Now, you this d- is probably better for EA, uh, worse for the consumers, because like, what if I don't want the 19 version? What if I just want 2018? They're like, well, too bad. You have to keep paying if you want to keep playing. Yeah, this is this is way better for EA, because then, you know, you, you you don't actually have to ship out any physical product anymore. Right. It's like, OK, yes, you got you got Madden installed on your Xbox, paid the subscription and then boom, you just send out the new update every, you know, every year before football season starts. That would make sense. Yes, I know it sucks because then, you know, yeah, you have to keep paying in order to keep playing hmm but it, so would you would you what would what would be your cutoff be what level of of subscription would you spend money on for a game like that i'm not sure because you know i like i i, I own multiple versions of ncaa football yep over multiple years i did too i, I own played them yeah i we own, played them against each other for a little yes, bit yes we did that was fun it was my passing game against your running game. Yep, because you couldn't stop the run. Mm-mm. Can't stop. Can't stop the run. I'm sorry. Nope. No, I, I can't. I couldn't stop the run. That's <laughs> and every so often I intercept your pass. Yes. But yeah, no, it's yeah. I'll tell you, man. The option. The option was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Okay, so real life thing there. Eastern played Army this year in actual football. Okay. Are we talking about actual football? I thought we were going to just skip over sports. Um, n- well, this, you, you brought up the, the option. Because <laughs> I, I was talking about video games. I know, but I'm just telling you. So Eastern plays Army. Mm-hmm. And Army, all they do is basically run the triple option. Ooh. That's yeah. basically like, you know, every single play, it's going to be the triple option, but you don't know which, you know, it, you have right. three, literally, that's, it's a triple that's the, option. That's the point of the option. Yeah. And so you Army would just get the ball, and then they'd run the triple option, and run the triple option, you know, they get about three or four yards, and they would just, it's kind of <laughs> poetic that Army literally just basically marches March the down football. the field. Yeah. And, I mean, if, if you can get three, four yards every play, yep. you're going to win. Yep, that's... That w- it actually became to the point that um, Eastern lost the game because they tried to go for two to win it because oh. they didn't want to play. Because if they would have gone for just the, the one extra point, it would have had to go into overtime. Yep. And, and they didn't want to do the option they, anymore. They, they didn't want to play Army in overtime because it's you get the you get the ball on let the 35 yard line or something like that. So Army's, yep. you know, they'll just 35 gotcha. yards every time. It's like, you know. It's a yep. it's a game of inevitability. It's either you gotta like try and outscore Army because the triple option, if you get three or four yards each time, it's it's an inevitable process, but it's slow. Yeah. So wears down the defense. Yeah. So you know, in the it, overtime, it, it, there's said, there's no not, clock. Well, I mean, it is not without risk. Yes. Right. Like if it were, everyone would do it all the time. Yeah, the uh, the the commentators were discussing this that you know on the higher level sports programs. The, you know, the guys, you know, are taught their, you know, they're taught their, um, not routes. I'm thinking on the defensive sides, their, um, zones. Yeah, their zones and their, um, like who they're supposed to guard and stuff there. And so it's more of a discipline thing for the, <coughs> for the defense. So, sorry, choking on a peppermint mocha. No, that's fine. Kate just gave me my old watch that, where was this? Oh, huh. It's my old Armani watch that I, you know, haven't worn since I got the gear fits. Question. Yes. Can you ask your Alexa when the the Michigan football game is? I know this is Uh, a weird request, but we're we're on the topic and it might lead to something. I, I, 
I could. Why? Because when I asked mine, it said Friday. That's not right. So that's why I'm asking. Hold on, let me see if I can pull up the Alexa app on here. Are you not close enough to your Echo? Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Alexa, when is the Michigan football game? It picked U of M football. And it said Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Huh, all right. I'll have to check mine again. Because mine was definitely the wrong date. Right, so um, other video game news that should actually get away from, you know, real life and get back to video games? Oh, but I guess I was about to say, but like real life is so much fun. As an excuse to not go to... I don't even know what's going on anymore. (laughs) Well, the uh, supposed video game voice actor strike is over. Yay! We actually have a lot of video game news this week. Yep, the voice actor strike is over. Did they say what any of the resolution was? Uh, I mean, like, please tell me that they they aren't getting residuals. It would just be really weird for them to get residuals. So the, the, the stoppage was over two issues, the lack of royalties and residuals being paid to voice actors and a need for better protection for performers against the vocal stresses endured during <coughs> doing repetitive tasks like screaming and crying for sometimes days on end. Yeah. So they don't say anything. Oh, striking voice actors didn't get everything they wanted, but it was a start. Okay, so here's the other article. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> video game voice actors receiving a 3% increase in base wages plus some decent bonuses, $75 on the first session up to a total of 2100 if you work 10 or more sessions. Uh, oh, this is all just very complicated stuff. Correct. Uh, the new deal also forces companies to divulge whether voice actors will be reprising roles that they've played in the pla- past. Uh, they will know whether projects include profanity, racial <coughs> slurs, sexuality, violent content. So there are some improvements, not everything though. So yeah, I didn't even notice. I didn't, I didn't notice anything. So that like when the strike was going on. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I don't know. Like it, it's a thing maybe, but it's done. Mm-hmm. So yay. Yay. Congratulations. <coughs> oh, Okay. Um, what else then? There's um, the, Sony There's has more. got a new requirement now for, um, indie developers. Yeah. That they get their games rated. Yes. Only though, if, uh, it's a special edition physical run of the game. So as long as it's digital, they don't care. Yes. But the moment you make your game physical, they want it rated. Yeah, ratings for digital games are free. Ah. So, okay, so there is rating for the digital side, but it's free. That's no problem. But under the new requirement, physical runs of games must go through the same long-form process that all, you know, AAA titles go through. Right, where, like, the ESRB has to get a copy. They get to play Mm -hmm. through it. They get to get exposed to everything in it. That's a little... I mean, that, that's a little harder for, like, indie developers if I want a physical copy of my game to get distributed. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, as long as games cost less than a million dollars to develop and was rated for digital release at least 90 days prior to submission, the ESRB will allow publishers to opt to pay $3,000 for a retail release rating. Wow! ESRB is making bank! 3000 That's like, that's the low tier? Wow. It's a little greedy. I wonder what their reasoning was. I'm guessing something to do internationally. Probably. Although, would it? Because that's not the ESRB. International, like, ESRB is just for the U.S. Okay, so uh, in late August, the ESRB announced a new mandate for all physical releases across all consoles would soon be required. And shortly after the announcement, uh, we received word that this mandate would be applied to it and all future new game releases. So the simple answer is don't release a physical copy of your game yes but you know it's kind of hard to do a you know collect special edition collector's edition sort of thing there if it's just digital because you know i have the the special edition of like i think civ 6 yeah but it's digital so it's like i don't even remember what the heck the freaking bonuses are i think they're stored on my computer somewhere so why did you get them because it was on sale i think or it got me (laughs) some of the uh dlc ah Well, all right then. So, wow, $3,000 is cheese. Mm-hmm. And that's just for the rating, if mm-hmm. they've already been rated. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's literally the, the same rating that they probably would get for the digital version. Yep. But it would cost them $3,000. All right. Uh, switching gears just a little. Still talking about video games. Okay. But focusing on AI. Yes. Artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And you have to say it like that. Really? Why? Be- I don't know. <laughs> because I like making you say funny things in funny accents. No, I've, I've promised not to do accents anymore. No, you promised not to do an Australian accent. Ah, okay. I should right? just make that a blanket statement of all, all <laughs> accents. No accents. Andy Lowe, zero accentes. No tildes, no umlauts. No, those, those, aren't, those are a different kind of accents, Andy. You, you actually do need those. Um, artificial intelligence. Yes. One, like, one, one mechanism, I guess, that they're using AI and testing with AI and playing around with AI is teaching AI to play StarCraft. Yes. This has been a thing for some time, actually. Uh, there are, in fact, even StarCraft artificial intelligence tournaments. Yes, they've been, uh, South Korea has been holding annual StarCraft AI competitions since 2010. Yeah. So, like, this is still a thing. Yes. With the original StarCraft. Yes. It's it's really fun to, like, just think about that, of, like, you know, you press go and you don't touch the mouse. You just let the AI play, and whoever built the better AI theoretically wins, Mm -hmm. which is also an interesting thing, because, like, how... Is is that a better AI, or did you program it with better strategy? Like, where's the better? Is it that it's a better AI, or just it had a better strategy that a dumber AI could handle? I, I don't know. AI is very complex. And the, the answer is, it doesn't matter. Nope. Because humans are still better. Yes. The, because the, at the, the latest StarCraft AI tournament, they actually took um, one of the best StarCraft players globally according to the rankings. Yep. Uh, and fought four AI-based players. And, and how thoroughly did he thrash them? He beat all four AI players in less than 27 minutes total. Yeah. I mean, like, thoroughly, thoroughly thrashed them, right? Yes. Like, that wasn't even a close match. No, the longest match lasted about ten and a half minutes. The shortest was four and a half minutes. And in that ten and a half minute match, was he ever behind... I don't know. I haven't actually watched the video. Right. But I, I doubt it, which is kind of funny, though, because um, the bots were actually able to move much faster and control multiple tasks at the same time. I love this line here. At one point, a bot developed in Norway was completing 19,000 actions per minute. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, APM is the actions per minute is one of the metrics used to judge um, skill at games like this, because the more actions you can take, the more commands you can issue, the better you can control your army. Yeah, most um, professional StarCraft players can't make more than a few hundred moves a minute, and the the artificial intelligence was doing 19,000. Right. Uh, if, if you want to think of it like your, your starting player, someone who's new to the game, is probably doing somewhere between 20 to 30 APM, and that's like, that's actually probably really high end for a new person. Because I'm thinking, like, when I first learned how to do StarCraft, how many actions was I taking? Was it one every two seconds? So actions, things like select a building, select a unit, create a new unit, go to this place, go to this place. So 19,000 APM is insane. Wait a minute. Hold on. 19,000? 19,000. That's 300 actions a second. Yep. That's not fair. Like, Well, you, it lost you anyway. You <laughs> it, can't click that fast. It lost anyway. I mean, yeah, it lost because it doesn't know strategy. <laughs> that, but yeah, all right. I have a feeling that's not going to last forever. No, because, you know, Blizzard just released their AI-specific tools for StarCraft, and DeepMind has said that they are interested in getting in the game. Well, there goes humanity. (laughs) First we teach it how to play Go so that it learns general strategy. Now we teach it a game with guns. Well, shit, that's actually even bigger news than a human can beat a bot, is that DeepMind wants to get in on this. Yep. That's pretty, like, huh. So, yeah, if you get AlphaGo into StarCraft, how long before, you know? Would it, would it be called AlphaGo? Probably not. I mean, AlphaGo was the Go-playing robot. This is yeah. the same company, 
but will it be alpha, called alpha craft alpha craft alpha rush zerg rush um what other good names would there be what other good names ghost reporting ghost report alpha ghost carrier has arrived no i i like alpha ghost alpha ghost there we go yeah the starcraft playing version of alpha go alpha ghost and i wonder because when when alpha go played and beat lisa at all um the the go community a was up in arms and like oh shit uh but b started absolutely dissecting those games like there have been books published on AlphaGo's games and and an in-depth analysis of them and why they worked and why they played out the way they did and they've learned stuff like the there's now new techniques in go because of AlphaGo. would that happen in starcraft i don't know do you think that DeepMind would be able to get a bot that can actually start to come up with new strategies. It could be interesting because, okay, so Blizzard and DeepMind are working together on the StarCraft II AI tools. The bots will see and do all that the things human players can see and do and nothing more. Yeah, so, which is awesome. You know, they don't yeah. have total battlefield awareness. <laughs> like able to do 19,000 actions per minute. I mean, that, I don't know. How would you limit that? I don't know. Would you would you just say that, all right, whatever the top human action per minute is, is what the machine makes? I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like Watson, where they actually had to build a, uh, they built a, a solenoid to actually, you know, fire the. the uh, yeah, that's true, because the rules in Jeopardy are that you have to actually click the button. Yeah, so they actually um, built a solenoid for Watson to actually click the button, so. Here's, here's an interesting one, and this would really, uh, I, I guess, tax the, the capability of the machine. You're only allowed to make an action if the other player makes an action. That'd be an odd way of doing it. That, like, you flip, and whoever gets heads goes, or whoever calls it, gets one more action than the other person. And so, however many actions the human player takes, the computer can take up to that many actions, or vice versa. Oh man, that would that would be interesting, because then you gotta... That is a whole extra layer of strategy. Yeah, because you so gotta like, make yeah, sure... I can take, like, 800 APM, sure, that's fine. But when you are limited by my actions, by the number of actions I take, each action now increases in value. Yeah, because, you know, when you watch the StarCraft games, you can see the guys, like, clicking the mouse, waiting for that thing to show up. Mm -hmm. So they're doing a bunch of clicks without getting any actual, like, reward from it. They're just trying to get there, you know, as soon as possible. Right, in that, like, millisecond that it's available. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. That's, that adds, it's kind of like, um, you remember how Portal had, like, their bonus modes at the end of Portal, where you, you know, you had to beat the level with, like, you know, least number of portals or least number of steps. That's, hmm, that could be interesting. Do we know anyone at Blizzard? (laughs) No. (laughs) Can we, can we find someone at Blizzard? That's not like, oh man, how would that work? So like, if I select a unit, that that gives you a unit selection. You can now select a unit. Congratulations. Well, okay, so you just do, because we can measure APM, right? I guess. There's something in the system that measures APM. Yes. So then, you know, somebody is in charge of the APM, and the other person, you know, has to match that up to there. So... Well, but I'm not thinking of matching up to APM. I'm thinking of managing, like, up to actions. So if you take five actions, it's not that I get those same number of APM. It's I have five actions in the queue. I know, but I'm saying, like, so we can can measure actions per minute. Therefore, we can measure actions. Yes. Yeah, like, it's got to be in the system. Yeah, you actually have one player creates the bank of actions, and the other player has to, you know... Spend it. Yeah, spend it. Yeah. Now, the the weird thing about it is that it means that one player has almost an advantage, right? Like, if I'm the one setting the number of actions, I have a level of control over you. And I know that if I get you in a bad spot, if I don't do anything, you are screwed. Yeah, because you can just tell all your guys, hey, attack this part of, you know, the, the zone, and then don't touch your keyboard ever again. Right. Or if I know that I have an advantage in numbers on resource gathering and I'm gathering resources faster than you are and you've spent all of your actions, then I just sit there and wait Mm -hmm. because eventually my faster gain will put me much farther ahead. Yeah. So there needs to be some sort of balancer in there. Mm -hmm. But that's a I kind of like that. I think that's an interesting twist on it. That is an interesting twist on it. 
Okay, so that's evidently what DeepMind is going to be working on next. Yep. I was wondering, right? Like, what are they up to? They they finished Go, and they they finished. They said we're done. They said yep. we're no longer uh, working on AlphaGo. They have their own website. DeepMind solve intelligence. That's a scary thought. DeepMind launches an ethics and society research unit. Continual learning and oh my god, <sighs> Andy, we're in like deep shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, just, I just want to put that out there. Like we're in problem areas. This is this is not good. I mean, it's really good, but it's also terrifying. DeepMind Press. Can we get someone from DeepMind? Please email press at deepmind.com. Hi, we're interested to know who's working on the uh, StarCraft games. Okay, so the DeepMind website about DeepMind and Blizzard, StarCraft yeah. 2, it's got an, oh, it's an actually a pretty interesting page. I'll have to dig into that at some point, but not now because we still have more topics more topics. Speaking of artificial intelligence yeah. and AI, there was a uh, driverless shuttle that debuted out in Vegas. Cool. Um, and guess how long it lasted before it had its first accident? Three weeks. Nope. Shorter. It's a week. Shorter. A day. Shorter. I, this is pointless because I have the article open in front of me. Less than two hours after it's made its debut, it had its first accident. Yeah, but it wasn't its fault. No, it was not the driverless shuttle's yeah, fault. Yeah, it obeyed all the traffic laws. <laughs> it was a human truck driver that ran into the shuttle. Oops. Yep, the Las Vegas police, off, uh, police officer said that the semi-truck driver was cited for illegal backing. Does that, that mean he's working for the mob? I don't know. Because he's, he's got an illegal backing? Or he got kickstarted by the mob, right? Because it's illegal backing? Because it's a backer? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, puns. Not really puns. <laughs> Sorry. No. That was that, my, that's, that's a bad one. Um, the sh- according to them, the shuttle did what it was supposed to do in that the sensors registered the truck and the shuttle stopped to avoid the accident. But Unfortunately, the, truck- the delivery truck driver did not stop and grazed the front fender of the shuttle. Had the truck had the same sensing equipment that the shuttle had, the accident could have been avoided. Yep. So the shuttle is going down. They're going, wait a second, there's a truck here. I need to stop. So it stopped. And the truck's like, beep, beep, crunch, beep. (laughs) Still can't believe it, though. Literally two hours. This is why we can't have nice things. I, whatever. I mean, Andy, how many stories have you heard about people who buy a new car, drive it off the dealership lot and get into an accident? Oh, so many. It's a- right? Like, that's whatever. It happens. It's going to happen. That's fine. It's sad that it happened to this car. It sucks for the company because it's really bad publicity. Yeah. But the, you know uh, what? That's fine. Just Google Ford Mustang cars and coffee. So many articles of Mustangs <laughs> crashing after they leave, you know, cars and coffee places because they all try and do a burnout to try and leave and they just spin out of control and crash into somebody else. What? Cars and coffee. People get together on Saturdays or Sundays, and they, you know, it's a car show, like a little car get together. And, you know, for guys Mustang being owners? guys. Hmm? For Mustang owners? Or just anybody who's a car person. Uh, okay. But for some reason, all the, you know, it's. Car, a, people, car people are weird. I'm yes. so, like, I, I get that you want to, to personalize this thing and, like, have it be yours, but, like. And then it's you want your, to show it off for other people. It's your transportation. It's probably one of the most expensive things you own other than a house. And, like, it's really easy to get it damaged. Yes. I, I'm not after a lot of customization in my cars. And I, I don't really understand people that do. Can someone... Can you explain that to me? Like, why people put on aftermarket hoods and, and wheels and, like, I could... Am I just missing something? Uh, Is it something that you you have to be to understand? Like, because I am not that person, I will never understand it? I don't know. It it makes the car look cooler. It, you know, it adds your individual fingerprint on it. Okay. I I can kind of get behind that. All right. So, Dave, you're building a PC. You know, do you want to add, you know, LEDs to the PC and that sort of thing? Andy... My PC is, A, significantly less likely to get damaged during an accident than a car. Yes. And B, even at its most expensive, is like less than 10% of the cost of the car. Yes. And it's, C... It's the closest parallel that I've got for you. Is, is something that I'm going to use for many more hours than the car. I'm just, I'm trying to find a similarity for you there, and that's the closest yeah. that I've got. 
I, I guess, and and I can kind of see where it's going, but like even that. Oh, and and E, I can't make a car from scratch. Some people can. Really? Some well, some people can take you know a a very simple car and you know make it something completely different. Right, but you're not going to go out and buy a wholesale engine from a Mustang and a body from a Ford GT. Well, that's the same thing. A body from a, a, a F one fifty. And the windows of a people uh, have a done that. People, Dave, Dave, people have done that. Okay. I have seen cars like yeah. that. I have like, literally physically seen people who have done that. Okay, <laughs> you can't argue against that one. I have literally seen. I oh mean, yeah, I, no, I didn't. I've, I didn't like the windshield for that one, so I went out and bought this other windshield, and then we redid the body to, you so know, to it make fits. it work. Yeah, and completely destroyed any sort of structural integrity in the car whatsoever. Right, like that's, you're ruined, that's also you're ruining the moment. It's also a thing, though. Like, if you cut up the body of your car, that's fine. Just don't expect it to be nearly as safe. Well, some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Depends on if it's a unibody construction or if it's uh, body on frame. I think that's actually the key difference. If my computer breaks, I'm not at risk for like bodily injury or death. True. Very true. So, other car news, trying to move this along, because we actually should be, well, we probably should be hitting the randoms here. Um, Waymo is uh, releasing actual physical driverless cars in the Phoenix area, which means, you know, there will not be anybody behind the driver's seat waiting to take over. Cool. So that's actually becoming a thing now. They're going to start with just the suburbs around Phoenix, and then once they're okay with that, they're just going to increase the geofence that, you know, they allow the cars to operate in. So going to be an actual driverless car out That's on the roads in Phoenix. Awesome and freaky. Um, and other news, uh, AM General, who is the creator of the Humvee, um, has thought, sued Call of Duty. So this is a different company than Hummer? Yes. Hummer doesn't actually make Humvees? No. I thought they did. What was the advantage of a Hummer then? Well, um... AM General is the one who started building the Humvees back in 1992. Uh, hold on. Oh, sorry. Production began in Indiana in the fall of 1984. And then uh, AM General in 90, uh, 92 is when they started selling the civilian version of the Humvee. Okay. And then 1998, GM purchased the brand name, and that's when they did their own Hummer H1, and then the H2, and then the H3. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm just going to go with yes. Okay. So AM General was the actual, like, physical military... Sure. I'm just, I'll am go with yes. Okay. Well, AM General has sued Call of Duty uh, because they're claiming that Activision has earned millions of dollars thanks to the inclusion of the Humvee vehicles in various Call of Duty games, as well as licensed content such as toys and books. Uh-huh. So they're demanding uh, damages from Activision. So they're they are maintaining. To be clear, yes, they are maintaining that Call of Duty made money because of the inclusion of the Humvee. Yes, they they honestly believe that it was the Humvee that was added to the game that made people want to purchase the game. Here we go. This is the actual quote. There, the franchise's success came, quote unquote only at the expense of AM General and consumers who are deceived into believing that AM General licenses the games or is somehow connected with or involved in the creation of the games. I think they're going to have a really hard time proving that. Yes. I think any judge who looks at this is like, there's a lot of stuff in this game and like five minutes with a Hummer. I don't think that's really like... Most people didn't buy this game because it has Humvees in it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sitting there going like, really? You know, and they're doing it now right after, you know, Call of Duty. Right. Uh, was the, it Call of Duty World, World War Two just yeah. came out? Which, yeah. you know, there are no Humvees in World War Two. Yeah, no, I feel like somebody was like, wait a second. We don't actually, you know, we never actually licensed this. How come we're not getting paid for this? And according to them, they have been trying to do the litigation for the past year. But, you know, they've never, you know... They were, tr- they were trying to work out a deal with Activision for the past year, and I guess those talks failed, so they said, screw it, we're going to sue them. That works out really well all That's, the time. Do you know how much money Activision is making? Like, seriously. Let me, I have let a me feeling, though, this... 
I feel really bad because I had at one point I had owned Activision stock, right? Yeah. Activision stock right now is at sixty three dollars. In the last five years, it has gone up five hundred percent. Oh, geez. And I'm pretty sure it was five years ago that I actually owned the stock. <laughs> oh, five hundred percent. Do you know how Stocks? much money? This company Stocks must are be a long making. man's game. Yeah, but just think, how much money does this company have to be making for their stock to go up 500% in five years? Well, the, the stock prices and what the company is making are completely two different things. Look at Tesla, for goodness sakes. Fair point. I mean, Tesla's stock keeps on going up, up, and up. Technically, I don't think they've actually made any money. Really? Oh I, my god, Tesla has gone up 900% in five years. Yeah. Yeah. How? That's an excellent question. Everybody keeps on talking about, oh, you know, Tesla stock's going to crash. Tesla stock's going to crash. Te- no. And, and it just keeps going up. It just keeps going up. I mean, in, in the last week it dropped. The last month well, it dropped 15%. Well, yeah, that's because of the Model 3 issues that delays. they've been having. Yeah, a lot of delays. Yep. But just, I, oh. Right, so we really need to get to the uh, randoms now because. Oh, sure. Yeah. D- definitely that time. Already? Yes. Oh, Yes, okay. we are. Uh, my review, it's actually kind of a, a two-parter. Uh, the G-Task app for my phone. Mm-hmm. Sorry, G-Tasks app for my phone. And the Write Tasks extension for my Chrome browser. Okay, so first off, spell it. So G-Tasks, like just the letter G? The letter G and tasks. And that's on, okay, that's to-do list. Okay, G-Tasks. I evidently have that installed somewhere. Huh. <laughs> It just says installed. I'm like, really? Weird. And then the other was write task? Write tasks. Like for the direction. Yes. Write tasks for Gmail. Yes. An extension. Yes, it's an extension for Chrome. Okay. So what these two things do is, you know, the the, the best tool that you have is the one that you actually use. You ever heard right. that saying? Yeah. So when I'm at work, I have to deal with... 13 different radio stations spread across five different markets. Right. So when people come at me with stuff, it's a lot. You know, I get an, I get an email saying, hey, you know, we had this issue in Kalamazoo. I get, a, I get a text message saying, oh, we had this issue in Holland. I get a phone call saying, hey, you know, we had this issue in Coldwater. Mm-hmm. So I got stuff coming at me from all different directions and all different forms. So I have to, you know, I have to organize it somewhere. And so I've tried, you know, the to-do lists. I've tried the wonder lists. I've tried um, Trello, Evernote. I've tried Pocket. all the different, you know, task managers and to-do lists and that sort of stuff there. Yep. But never was really successful because I would use it for a little bit and then, you know, I wouldn't get to it later. Right. So what these two apps do is uh, the Write Tasks app for Gmail actually puts the Google Tasks as a column in your Gmail. Okay. On the right side of your screen, so it it you know I've got my I've got my hangouts on the left, I got all my stuff in the middle, and I've got my tasks on the right. So if I'm at my computer and somebody emails me or you know somebody calls my office phone or something like that and says there's an issue, I can just you know right then and there add it to my Google Tasks list. Right. And you know I've got subtasks too set up there, so I've got a task list for each market. I can just be like, okay, it's an issue in Coldwater. All right, I'll put it on there as a subtask, and then I'll kind of put like a sub subtask and tell me you know. What I, what I think I need to do for it. But there are times, you know, where people will, what I call, hall jack me, which, you know, is kind of like hijacking, but I'm walking down the hall and somebody goes, hey, Andy, you got a second. <laughs> hey, I, I need you. Yeah. I, I did that to someone just the other day. Yeah, I call it hall jacking. Yeah. So people will, you know, will hall jack me and say, hey, you know, I've got this problem, this or this thing, or we plan on doing this at this time. And I'll be like, all right, you know, normally I would tell them, hey, can you email that up to me? 90% of the time, they don't. Right. So I have the G-Tasks app on my phone, so they tell me about it. I can literally open up this task thing there, hit the add button. I, you know, I type in the task, just some basic info on there, and it syncs up with my Google Tasks. Oh, nice. And so when I get back to my computer, it's already on the list. Right. So, you know, it's a very, 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 very basic task manager. Mm-hmm. But the ability for me to just quickly, you know, if it's an email, I can quickly throw it over there. If it's, you know, I'm getting hijacked, I can quickly throw it onto my phone. It's, you know, it all just, I can just quickly just throw it there. And then, you know, when I get a chance to actually sit down and organize, it's, it's where it needs to be. 
So yeah, these two little things have helped me out a whole bunch with work because, you know, I've always got my phone on me. So if somebody says something, I can add it as to a task or, you know, if it's a, somebody updates me on something, I can add it as a subtask. And I just, I just love having it right in my inbox so I don't have to keep switching between tasks and email. It's just all on one page. So it's just there. Yes. So yeah, these two things combined makes my life a whole lot easier. Does it interact with IFTTT? I don't know. Okay. I have not looked at any of that. Because I know a lot of the other like uh, task apps can. And so you can do things like have things automatically added to your task. Uh, somebody has built an IFTTT maker channel for G tasks that you can uh, work with your Amazon Echo. Ooh. So you could have Alexa doing things for you. Yes. Neat. Damn, there's a lot of things. I just went to IFTTT again, and there's a lot of things on here. That can work with Google Tasks? That just period. Oh, yes, yes, there's a lot of things on there. Some of them are a little sillier than others. I did did a test, by the way, of connecting IFTTT to Discord using the Maker channel so that I could Mm. send messages and have that trigger things with IFTTT. It's kind of a, a, a cute little thing. Because it means that you have Discord and you can control things through Discord. So that's cool. So it works for you. Yeah? Yes. Yes. That's what I said. Like, you know, I've tried Wonderlist. I've tried Evernote. I've tried a bunch of the other to-do apps. And this one, though, just the, the simpleness of it is what makes it, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, I could add, you know, due dates and that sort of thing there and reminders and all that there, but... But why? You know, it's just it's just the on the fly ability to add something to my Google task list. And then, you know, every time I open up my email, that task list is right there. Yeah. You know, staring at me in the face. It's like, oh, yeah, I know I need to do that. Bing, bang, boom. All yep. good. So the two of them combined makes it a whole lot easier for me. So, OK, write tasks and G tasks. Love them. So, random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. On the whole, was Theodore Vale good or bad for society? Which my first question was, who the hell is Theodore Vail? V-A-I-L? V-A-I-L, yes. Theodore Newton Vail was the president of AT&T. Oh. Uh, I think Theodore Vail may have been the guy who, like, connected everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading an article here. He's the one who basically created Ma Bell. Yeah. Legacy. Uh, Vail's presidential essays and AT&T annual reports, like nothing else in American business, they are personal, revealing, dis- discursive. It's in pontifical. We don't tell the truth about ourselves. Uh, um, was he good for society? I mean, he, he seems like he was one of the founders of the idea of uh, telecoms being giant mega companies. Yeah, he judged monopolies when held in the right hands to be the superior arrangement. Competition, he had written, means strife, industrial warfare. It means contention. It often means taking advantage or resorting to any means that the... Consci- uh, that the conscience of the contestants will permit. Um, that's that's a philosophy. Yeah, the vicious acts associated with aggressive com- competition are responsible for much, if not all, of the present antagonism in the public mind to businesses, particularly particularly to large businesses. That's a philosophy. I'd be very curious to see his his take on the modern system where we we have these monopolies. And it's not doing good, like, at all. Yeah, God, this is it's one of those names that you like, wow, you know, he did a lot and nobody, I didn't know who he was. And I feel like, you know, I know a lot more about the telecom industry than some, than most people. Yes. But man, Which I reminds me, we should come up with like a list of panel ideas for packs. Okay. I think that would be fun to try and actually come up with a, a thing we could do. Uh, yeah, no, we know a lot about the industry and this guy... I've never heard of him directly, at least none that I can think of. But yeah, no, this guy, wow. He, he was pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. So, God, that's a, that's a tough question, though, if he was, you know, good or bad for society. Because I feel like at the time, you know, this was the same thing with the rail industry back in that day was, you know, everybody, there were trains that literally ran on different rails. Like the rail width was not the same. The rail size was not the same. Yeah. So, you know, shipping across the United States just wouldn't work because the, literally the trains could not run on the other tracks. So, you know, there had to be a, there had to be a standard set up. Right. And same thing. So what? Like that, that's 
I, I don't well, you know think about that. He did, he did the same thing for the phone system. You know, he probably took all these you know individual the phone mom and pop little. Was, mm, you think so? I don't. I don't think there were a whole lot of mom and pop phone systems. Well, you know, you're, the conglomeration of AT and T to basically create Ma Bell to make it, you know, everybody on basically the same network, you know, really helped expand this country. Mm. You're, you're debating that one in your head, aren't you? A little bit. But yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be interesting to get his view on the current structure because you have people like Comcast who are literally spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to try and, you know, in, in Colorado, I don't think we actually talked about this last week, but yeah, they spent, what, thousands of dollars in Colorado to try and block the municipals from even thinking yep. about creating their own network. Just Correct, mm. correct, correct. I wonder if there's a book on him somewhere. There's got to be. Uh, there was a New York Times article about him. Yeah, there's a PBS article, Telecom History Art, Telecommunications Virtual Museum article about it. Slate's got an article. Britannica's got an article. Hmm. I, I feel like I should read more about this guy now. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I, so, I can't really answer this question. Is, is he good for a, society? I have no idea. That's, hmm, that is an excellent question. Granted, you could you could look at it this way. You know, he was instrumental in creating Ma Bell, which then we later completely tried to destroy, and we broke up Ma Bell, which now, you know, kind of, they've slowly formed back into basically Ma Bell and Verizon. Yep. So we set up a monopoly of a duopoly. Which still sucks. Mm-hmm. God, this is a tough one. I, yeah, I feel like I have to dig deeper into this one before I can really state how I feel. But man, never knew about this guy. I feel bad for that. All right, anything else you want to add to that? Nope, I think we're good. All right, well, uh, then uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>